0: Hi, welcome to the new show by the business talk library, where we are your CFOs for a small business. Because the reality of it is is Every business needs a CFO, but the truth is not every business can afford to pay for a CFO depending on where you are in the stage of your business. So this show is all about sharing the things that we have learned to help small businesses. Now, you, the first question you're probably asking is, okay, why should i even listen to you like who the heck are you two so- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a very good question
0: <laughs> to give you a little bit of, bit of context for those of you that are new to the show or you're new to the business talk library i am terrell turner this is my wife lola turner and our background is accounting and finance so we spent years working in fortune 500 companies as well as smaller companies from different roles in FPNX to finance leader roles to you know division CFO roles. And one of the things that we really developed is that act for working with non-finance professionals and business owners, helping them navigate that side of their business. And even now we have our own CFO firm where we work with small businesses, helping them make sense of the financial side of their business so that they can start making better decisions. And to give you a little bit of context, Some of the clients that we work with are, let's say, you know, one of our clients is a restaurant. During COVID-19, when a lot of restaurants were closing, our client, because of the things we were helping them understand, our client was not able to stay open and he was able to grow his business, expand it by adding a food truck, which added revenue to what his store was doing. And we're actually in the process at the time of recording this, of looking at the second, opening the second store, which will be coming in the next couple months because we helped him understand the financial side of his business. And as he began to understand that he was able to make better decisions. So that is why we are the CFOs for your small business. So definitely tune in because we got an exciting question that we get a lot from a lot of people. So Lola, what's the question we're dealing with today?
1: Oh, this is a good one. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this me the nerd in me is gonna come out a little bit. But basically the question for today is, I have business revenue, I'm making money, but I have no money in my bank account. The question is, where is my money going?
0: Ooh, this is a good <laughs> one because, you know, we get this question. I get this question a lot because I look at some business owners and one of the things that the people realize or that people say is like, man, the store ha- always has customers in it or they're always people buying stuff from the website, you know, products are always sold out. But when the business owner is looking at it, they're like, yeah where the store is packed people love the product we're always selling out but for some reason i'm not seeing the money in the bank account like where is my money going and you know what that can be a very frustrating thing if you're a small business owner because you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into this and you're just not seeing it on the back end. Now, the short answer to that is going to be what we do with a lot of our clients is we look we really break it down. We look at a cash flow statement because once we look at the cash flow statement we can then start to see some very, very critical telling things about your business and what we like to call it is following the money.
1: So what do you want to say about that I want to say cash is king. Like we we talk about this and I know a lot of we've we've kind of like beat this point to death, but cash is king. And we talk about like when cash is down, like cash is the king of your chessboard. When cash is down, like you're done. The game is over. And I think that's really important for a lot of business owners and I think a lot of times business owners associate the amount of money in their bank account with their cash flow. Those are not the same thing. Because one of the things you have to think about when it comes to cash flow is cash flow is essentially think about it the, think about those two words, cash flow, like how is your cash flowing is basically what it what it is. And I think, you know, if you understand that, you will it will help you have a better understanding of where your money is going and have a better understanding of basically what you need to change. Cause I think that's the thing, right? Even with the businesses that we that we have, the business owners that we support is once they understand where their money is going, they can make better decisions. And so. I think one is, you know, when you think about cash flow, like I like I mentioned, you know, Terrell, like we tell people this a lot, like your cash balances and what what's happening to your cash, because you got to account for two things. you got to account for, hey, who do I owe? Who do I still need to pay? Like, you know, you're looking at, you know, a day's worth of revenue that you've earned and you're like, hey, I'm doing really well. You know, we brought in 10 grand, but <laughs> you still got to pay the suppliers or you still got to pay your employees. Or even when you think about, you know, cash that's coming in, like you have people that owe you money. So all of those things need to be factored in when you're trying to think about, hey, how much cash is flowing in and out of my business. So I think those are important things to to recognize.
0: Absolutely, and, and you know, to take a step back. You know, as I said, because we are your CFOs for your small business. You know, we'll take a step back and let's just walk through it layer by layer. Now, the first thing, I mean, with a cash flow statement, as we said, the cash flow statement is it's pretty much. If you think of it it's kind of like that map that just shows you hey here's how cash is coming in Mm -hmm. and going out of your business and here are the different areas where cash is coming in here's different areas where cash is going out and so when we look at that that map we can start to see is cash coming from your operations or is it coming from you know financing or is it coming from investors or owners putting more money in? Once you start to break that down, that's where kind of the light bulbs start to go on. Now, one of the very common things that are situations that I see, or let me say the first common situation I'll talk about is when it comes down to, let's say, you know, you're in a business, let's say you're a service business and you're like, man, I'm delivering the service, I'm showing up, I have the clients, but for some reason, I'm not seeing the money. Now, one of the common areas that we've seen is that, you know, if you really look, what's happening is they're not billing their customers. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I get it, I get it because, you know, shame on me. I was the same way in some respects. I mean, to where I would deliver the service, but I wouldn't go in the system to deliver, you know, to generate the bill, to invoice the customer. Mm -hmm. And what you don't realize is when you, when you don't get that invoice to the customer, I mean, yes, you delivered the service and you've earned the money, but the customer for the most part, they're not going to be chasing you down to put money in your pocket. I mean, they're going to, keep the money in their bank account until you ask for it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not generating that invoice and asking your customer to pay you what, what they owe you. I mean, because it's not like they're doing something bad or they're trying to be malicious about it. It's they're in the process of running their own business. So they have a million other things to focus on, or maybe not a million, maybe they just have a couple hundred things Mm -hmm. every day to focus on themselves. So they're not like intentionally trying to not pay you. It's just they have a ton of other things going on. So your invoice just reminds them, hey, you know what? So and so provided this service for me. I need to go ahead and pay them.
1: Yep. No, I think that's good. So I would say a point one is first of all, bill your customers. I mean, that's important. So (laughs) if, you know, if you're asking me, Hey, where's my money going? I'm making, you know, I have customers coming in. I'm like you said, especially in a situation where you're providing your services, remember to bill your customers. I would say the second point as it relates to just the day in and day out of your business would be just trying to understand what you owe, right? Like what, I guess in this case accounts payable if you want to think about it that way like what do you have to pay to vendors so like for example in the restaurant case right is like what do you owe if your payment is due every 15 days or if you have a delivery that comes in every once, you know, once a week or whatever, what's the schedule of that payment? When does it need to come in? When does it need to happen? Because I think what that allows you to do is build enough of a buffer to cover your day-to-day expenses. And if you understand some of the costs that's coming out of the business, then you can understand, hey, how much do I need to have in my bank account? Because you don't want to be spending money that you don't have, right? Right. Or you don't want to, you know, look at the bank account and be like, "Oh, I have ten thousand, or fifteen thousand, or twenty thousand dollars," and you have a fifteen thousand dollars payment that needs to come out. You know, just being mindful of that, I think, is is another factor. What would you say? Uh, how do you? What would, what would another answer be to this question?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think t- to this one, um, I would say is let's look at, you know. Do you understand what the cash requirement is for your business? Because what I also find is when you're a small business, sometimes when you're working with larger vendors, they don't give you the payment terms that they would to a big business. So they may require you to pay up front. Mm -hmm. Um, or there have been some of our customers where there's a service that they were using where because they were a small business, the company required them to pay on upon delivery. So Mm -hmm. if you're paying, you know, let's say, you know, if you're make it a simple example, let's say if you're selling computers, you know, you order 10 computers and let's say if each computer costs $1,000. So what that computer manufacturer is saying is, you need to give me $10,000 today Mm -hmm. so that I can give you these 10 computers. And then hopefully over the next, you know, 30 days to three months, hopefully you can resell those computers to your customers. So for a period of time, I mean if you looked at that, that that you know cash flow scenario you'll be upside down for a little while until you sell enough of the computers. And yeah. so one of the areas that I encourage business owners to do is like let's take a look at some of your supplier agreements. Mm-hmm. Like are there agreements where you're required to pay up front? Yep. If you are, let's, you know, let's let's negotiate. I mean, if you've been doing business with them for a while and you have a little bit of history, maybe it's time to revisit that and to talk to them to say, hey, you know what? Can we what if we did where I paid you, you know, 10 days after delivery, which gives you at least 10 days to start selling the product before you have to pay them. And yep. if you and the more you start to, I would say, align when you have to pay them with when your customers pay you the more you can get those in alignment the better your cash position will become
1: i agree i think another point to add to that is you know one is to to negotiate but i think another thing is just especially if you're you know you're in a position where you know you don't have a client a firm client pipeline I would recommend actually spacing out how you do those purchases. So like going back to the computers is you don't need to buy all 10 computers. You know, maybe maybe you say, hey, instead of buying 10, I buy five, let me try to sell five first before I go and buy, you know, another five, right? Or even doing a situation where, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially with Amazon, there's a drop shipment option where it's, hey, you buy from, you know, you buy from I don't have to hold the inventory or, you know, if it's something that you can turn around quickly, they buy from you and then you give them a 7 to 10 day delivery time frame and in that case it gives you time because they've paid for the product, you can then go use that money to buy the product without having to come out of your own bank account to cover it. So that's another opportunity or another option especially if you are a small business and you don't have the flexibility or the cash flow, excessive amount of cash flow to be able to buy Um, You know, significant amount of inventory, then turn around and try to sell it. So there's there's definitely ways to to, you know, put yourself in a better cash flow position.
0: Now, one thing I'm curious about, even for you, Lola, I mean, how long did it take you or what experiences helped you understand what you just explained?
1: Oh yes. <laughs> so, you know, in my Fortune 500 experience, I think one of the issues that we always had to work through or discuss was when it came to especially and this is a this is a problem that I think from small businesses to large businesses, like even fortune 500 companies you have to work through is just being able to properly manage your inventory. You know, when you think about small businesses, like a lot of them are like, well, I don't really have, I'm not booking any entries. You know, my balance sheet, a lot of them don't even really look at their balance sheet on a day-to-day basis. But the reality is this is cash flow that's coming out of your business. So for me, when I worked, even in some of the roles that I'm working in right now is just when you look at your sales coming out of your business, you have to be able to balance not just your sales, but also your cost of acquiring the product that you're going to sell. In this case, you know, if you're thinking about, you know, let's say a restaurant or whatever, like the cost to put towards creating that product is something that you have to account for and consider. So for example, with inventory, you know, for us, one of the things that we looked at is if we're trying to hit inventory or sales, sales X as a target, let's say we're trying to hit, you know, let's just say $100,000 in sales this month is do I really need to bring in inventory to cover this month and next month, right? Do I need to bring, do I really need to bring $50,000 worth of revenue or a worth of, you know, cost or or inventory, or do I just need to focus on, hey, if I'm trying to sell $100,000, let me bring in just enough. And then depending on some of the turnaround lead time, I can maybe work and get additional out if i have the bandwidth and the time to do that and so i think for me this is a, this is something that i've seen across fortune 500 companies is being able to manage your inventory to the sales target that you're trying to achieve and you know it's a bit risky when you think about it but it's important because at the end of the day you want to minimize the risk you have when it comes to carrying that inventory because at the end of the day, that inventory is cost. And I don't think a lot of people think through that. It's money that you're having to put out, whether it's you're paying people to make the product for you or you're just buying the product offline. All that is cost associated with your business.
0: Yep. And, and you know, one of the things that I, I tell a lot of business owners is is, you know, don't beat yourself up for not already understanding this, because, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is. Even the biggest, the largest businesses, like we've worked with some of the largest businesses in the world. Like they struggle and they don't understand. Now, you know, the benefit for some of the larger businesses is they have entire teams. Like they have an entire team of people that can be dedicated to, you know, cash analysis. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're a small business owner, you don't have the resources to pay an entire team to watch this for you. So this is one of those areas where I would say, if you are working with a an accountant or a bookkeeper, this is an area that I encourage a lot of people to start having a discussion with your accountant about them helping you get regular reports that will give you insight into this. I mean, one of the things that I've done for or I guess, you know, our firm is done for small businesses is, you know what? where they couldn't afford to, to bring in an entire team. So we created models for them or, you know, simple Excel models where they can plug in the numbers and they can help them to start, you know, telling them, hey, what direction are things going? So they can start to, to see because, I mean, to create a cash flow statement, it is there is some complexity in it, which is why even big businesses struggle with it because you it went to look at a cash flow statement you got to look at how the income statement and the balance sheet flow together and how they interact and if you're not familiar with accounting and finance you're probably not going to know it and so i always tell business owners you know don't feel bad because you don't know this because to be honest with you your accountant should be the one helping you figure this out. And I would say, if you're in a situation where you're only dealing with an accountant, where you only talk to them when it's time to get your taxes done, if you're running a business, my serious advice to you, it, it's time for you to step up your support level. It's time mm-hmm. for you to actually start interacting with a, a, a qualified finance or accounting person for your business on a regular basis because they're supposed to be giving you information and insight that will help you kind of think through that. So you understand it. So you, as you're making decisions day to day, you can make decisions with these parameters and with these numbers in mind, because if you don't have that on your team, it's gonna be very difficult for you to navigate this side. You're gonna continue having this issue of having a ton of sales, but asking yourself, where is my cash going?
1: Right. And I think understanding it is also very important, which is why we have, we created a course called Follow the Money. It's about your cash flow statement. Terrell, you want to tell us a little bit about that course?
0: Yeah, so I'll tell you, the course Follow the Money is, you know, exactly what we talk about. It's, you know, breaking down the cash flow statement where we actually break down the different pieces. We talk about what goes in it because for you to really understand the value of it, I mean, you want to make sure that you understand, hey, you know, what's going into this. And what I tell a lot of business owners is, you know, let's say if you you have a bookkeeper that is doing the books for your business send this course to your bookkeeper and tell your bookkeeper, hey, (laughs) this is what I want for my business. Because what I will say is no offense to bookkeepers. um, But most bookkeepers aren't trained in advanced accounting and finance. But what I have told some business owners, like, you know, some people that have reached out to me for questions is they say, hey, I have a bookkeeper. I'm like, send your bookkeeper this class or this course ask your bookkeeper to take this course and tell your bookkeeper hey i am looking for you to provide this type of information to my business and if the bookkeeper comes back and says well that's not something I can do, then it may be time, not may, it is time for you to upgrade and move on to someone that can provide this level of information. Because I tell some people that, you know, that come to me and come to our business, our firm for the first time. And they're like, you know, this is a little bit more expensive than what I'm used to paying. And one of the things that I tell them is, well, Based on the level of information that we're going to provide you, you should be able to grow your business Mm -hmm. more than what it costs you to hire us. Because Mm -hmm. if what we're providing you doesn't provide you with enough insight and reduce stress and enough visibility for you to make better decisions about your business, then we're not doing our job so right. i always say the same thing if you're going to be working with a bookkeeper or if you already have an accountant like I said, even if you have an accountant that does your taxes what i would say is just tell them hey i need you to provide a cash flow statement for my business on a regular basis chances are most people who are doing your taxes are probably not going to be able to do that, or they're Mm -hmm. physically able to do it, but that's just not the area that they do. They just focus on doing your taxes. And Mm -hmm. and what I tell people is, you know, what? a bookkeeper and a tax preparer, their job is not to help you grow your business. Mm -hmm. Their job for a bookkeeper it's just to make sure your books are are done. Your your accounts are, are, are reconciled. A tax preparer, their job is just to make sure your tax return is to take what your bookkeeper does and then just make sure your tax return gets done. But you really need someone that helps you understand the numbers to actually make smart decisions. And that is exactly what we do on this podcast. That is why we are your small business CFO. So tune in for the next episode where we will be diving into more questions that business owners have and then our advice and our insight to help you navigate that.
1: Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in.